Welcome to the Rock. Hey, thanks for downloading this post-game edition of the Black Gold Podcast brought to you by Appalachian Commercial Real Estate. Of course, they do sponsor the post-game show. We're happy to have them. Uh, President and CEO James Milner has been operating Appalachian Commercial Real Estate for a while now, and he has clients in the high country, in and around the high country, just signed a deal recently, actually. Happy for him. But uh, he's got clients all over North Carolina from the high country to the coast, And what Appalachian Commercial Real Estate is passionate about is making sure that you, the client, you, the main focus of what Appalachian Commercial Real Estate is all about, about their clients, you have all the information that you need. Because when it comes to commercial real estate, it is complex. A lot of things can go wrong. A lot of things can go right, too. But you need all of the necessary information so that you can make decisions that help your business thrive. And be successful because that's what Appalachian Commercial Real Estate wants when it comes to finding tenants, buying land. Maybe you're buying commercial real estate for an investment. Maybe you're just trying to uh, get more space for your business, but you don't want to buy anything. You need to lease something. Whatever the case may be, Appalachian Commercial Real Estate is the expert. And you, this is something you can't Google on your own. You don't want to do that. Come on. You don't want to do that by yourself. You need an expert to help you out. And that is exactly where Appalachian Commercial Real Estate comes in for all of your commercial real estate needs you can contact James directly uh, at james at appalachiancre.com or go to appalachiancre.com in your web browser and check them out for yourself. We're happy to have them, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this uh, here Texas State game now. I'm your host Alex Johnson. With me, as always, is the giddy Georgia Southern hating, partially Troy loving, but ultimately the world's most famous App State fan. Oh, Big C. What's up, Big C? It was a good day yesterday, wasn't it? <laughs> Everything day. happened that was good. <laughs> everything was good yesterday. Everything. It, it's it's like everything reversed course from uh, that fateful Thursday night in Statesboro. Um, all the good things have happened, and now the ball is back in our court. We control our own destiny again, and with two games in Boone, perhaps a third, man, you couldn't, you couldn't ask for anything more at this point. This is where we wanted this season to be. That maybe is, not the exact path, but we're where we want to be right now. That is exactly right. Yeah. Um, now we talked a lot about this game. Not no 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 not just a lot about this game. Troy Georgia Southern. A lot was resting on the Troy Trojans for the destiny essentially of Appalachian State football in terms of you know what's going to happen with that championship game potentially even even that possibly staying alive. We really, really, really needed Georgia Southern to lose yesterday. And not only did they lose, but in that second half, it wasn't even close. I mean, they scored a touchdown with, what, nine, eight, nine minutes in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. The story of that game is 32 unanswered by Troy after falling down 14 to three. Um, They had a fumble um, deep in their own territory. Georgia Southern converted that uh, to go 14 three. Southern was moving the ball via the pass mostly in the first quarter and uh and then troy stayed the course i thought that was i was really impressed by the fact that they didn't panic when they were down 14 to 3 early and decided that we're going to keep our game plan going um, who's that sound like gonna, yeah we're just going to run it down your throat until you can stop us yeah it sounds like a, a good winning football coach mm-hmm. um, and they just kept getting after shea Wirtz, who is essentially to me is georgia southern's team they burned uh, the, the vaunted Georgia Southern secondary over and over and over. Vaunted. 
Um, it was <laughs> quite good. Uh, some well well timed underthrown balls uh, that gives the receiver all the all the time in the world to make the play on the ball. It gets the defender. It's kind of caught, you know, in, in the middle. If these guys had turned, and that's that's what George Sutton was doing all day. Their their secondary was had their head turned, and, and uh, Sawyer Smith was just throwing passes over their heads and uh, right into Troy receiver's hands. It was uh, it's a good day for Troy. I'm excited for them. Excited for us. More importantly, though. It was it was so beautiful not to ignore our game for the, another game, but to have that game the way it played out, you know, start to kick off at one o'clock, but to see right. that game as it progressed leading up to because I mean what are we doing waiting for an App State football game? We're we're on pins and needles it's, for any game, right? Because we want yeah. the game to happen, but okay, so we had this perfect lead-in theater into kickoff at four o'clock Eastern time uh, down in San Marcos, or as uh, Adam Winton calls it, San Marcos. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, um, you know, I was listening to that game on the radio a little bit uh, because I was out and about doing some stuff, and here comes Georgia Southern. I thought, oh, great, maybe maybe Georgia Southern is pretty good. Uh, hope not, but gosh, this sucks. And then what you just said, Big C, about the whole 32 unanswered and all that good stuff, I mean, it came down to the fact that um, Troy's just got a good team. And they refused to yeah. quit. They didn't let the they didn't let an early deficit um, catch them, um, and they won. And so going into that Texas State game, you got to think, wow, this feels this feels so good because we're playing a probably a not very good Texas State team. And then what else, Bixie? We talked about how you know not a ton of pomp and circumstance had been made about Zach Thomas's return. I mean, obviously people are talking about it, but uh, hey, man, we got ZT back, we got QB one back, and that was evident from the get-go I mean really three plays after that fumble down there in um, in our own territory uh, by Texas State and how, how poetic is that we, we talk about not being able to re- re- recover fumbles or whatever and look at what happened yesterday I mean it's well, awesome we got two of them yes yeah we got two of them that was fantastic and, and mentioning ZT I mean that's exactly what he offers this this offense he just makes this he just brings a different level of a play uh, he was on point with his passing yesterday. He, he had a fast start. Um, ended up 25 of 36. Still good. Uh, but he had his percentage was much higher. His QBR ends up very high. Um, and no interceptions. No. Um, you know, and, and really what was the key to the second half and pulling away and making sure we shut the door on Texas State was him being able to run um, and scramble. Uh, pick up you know some yardage and, yep. and I think there was only one sack he got hit yeah. pretty hard in the first half I was like yeah there's always that first moment when you have a guy uh, you know he's come back from percussion he gets that first lick and uh, he popped right back up and and went to going you know that's that's <laughs> Zach Thomas for you you know but um everybody got a little nervous really, though when he got yeah. hit like that <laughs> oh yeah I was like you know uh, that, that, that lost your breath heart's good to beat whatever yeah. you want to call it um, for sure but no, it was it was an efficient day yesterday uh, overall. I mean, Zach Zach was the key because, truthfully, we couldn't really run the ball like a lot. I mean, nope. we had some success. Um, they sold out. Evans though, had that yeah. long touchdown run, but that was like you know that really skewed the data. I mean, we ran for two twenty one, but it was a very it Lean was not a uh, a planned two twenty one. Yeah. You know, it was it was based off uh, plays breaking down and perhaps you know one missed assignment by Texas State that led to. Let the big boy riding out for a long touchdown. Big boy, uh, I, I, I do. I do have to say that um, it's pretty cool to see. You know, when the other team. I mean, obviously, look, every team tries to shut a running game down. Everyone does, right? 
but um, Texas State was semi-successful. When I say semi, it's relative, right? Like you said, you know, Darrington had the big, he broke off that long run, but for the most part, um, you know, the running game was as much of a factor, but hey, guess what? When you have um, the passing game that really, <laughs> I mean, you pick one or the other. I mean, what have we said all over, uh, you know, again and again? Pick your poison. What are you going to do? You're going to sell out right. for the run? Okay, you can do that. That's fine. Uh, we have weapons on this side that'll be um, unstoppable if you if you try to do that. Okay, you want to stop the pass? Well, okay, great. What? Well, guess what? We got Mark Williams Jr., Darrington Evans, and uh, these slew of weapons that can gash you uh, in the running game. Uh, and that's, I mean, look, that game is very similar to Coastal Carolina. Um, you know, Texas State did a pretty good job. Um, on that opening drive, you know, drive down the field, so you're like, okay, what's what's going on here? But capitalizing on turnovers and the defense still played stellar, really was in no danger of losing that game. I mean, App State had it the whole way. We controlled the ball. I think we I think we controlled the ball ten minutes more than they did. Um, just did a just a really good job. I feel like you know you know a lot's been made of that Louisiana game. And by the way, Louisiana looks like a good football team, as you know we've been saying here for a couple weeks. But um, get some of that rust off. I feel like that Texas State game was great um, to lead into this Georgia State game, home game, Black Saturday. And then, um, I mean, hey, we, we, we got to beat Georgia State. But, hey, we got, we got something else coming up. So having eight quarters of, of football for Zach Thomas after going about 20 days without playing in a game, I'm not really counting the Georgia Southern game. I mean, three plays doesn't really count for me. But um, – it's it's a good formula, Big C. It was a good formula yesterday to to move forward to even the next week. Well, you, you know, you mentioned the time possession. Uh, it wasn't quite ten; it was seven, but that's still a lot. Still yeah. a lot to yeah, out possess someone by. And, you know, we had a uh, a long drive in the I think it was the third quarter, maybe it was the fourth, mm-hmm. uh, that went eight minutes <laughs> and yeah. resulted in a field goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you do that and keep keep the other team off the field, I mean that's that's huge. You know, you're just nickel and dominant most most of the day and. And they kind of did that to us early in the game, the yeah, first drive. Right. Uh, but our defense played the ultimate bend but don't break. And we just said, okay, you're going to get good field position all day. Uh, we'll let you get a couple first downs. But when it gets time to get stingy, we will. Um, being able to get, you know, interception in the red zone was, was big. And I think really Texas State was um, kind of put in a bad spot when they lost their quarterback on, on that um, in that first quarter. I mean, he just brings a different dimension to their offense. And, um, Tyler Vitt just doesn't have it. Uh, he's not there yet. He's still young, and he hasn't gone through everything. But uh, I think that was really the key. I felt like once that happened, I was pretty, pretty confident. Even even how the game was playing out, we weren't like in control, and you know we're gonna run away with it at that point. But I felt like we would be able to handle Vitt pretty easily. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Let's let's talk about numbers real quick, just because um, I think um, a lot of the I don't know the general numbers uh, paint a story of how, how well we're doing. I mean, stats don't tell everything in football. That's one of the weird things about football. But um, we had 468 total yards to Texas State's 218. Now, i, I got to say, Big C, now you, you tell me what you think. Uh, the defense allowed 218 total yards to Texas State. By James Burchett's standards, is that a porous effort? Well, it's, you know, it is quite porous. And I think there's a joke here. <laughs> But, but you know, the hard, part of that was the fact that our, our defenses played well and they were given those short fields most of the day. And although they may have had more opportunities to threaten, I think they had, I heard stats, seven or eight possessions 
on our side of the field and, when, you know, go and get seven points out of it. Um, that, that's really what it came down to, uh, that the short fields, 4.4 yards per pass, that's not good. 2.8 yards per rush, that's just playing stingy. That's really yeah. what it comes down to. 86 rushing yards allowed by the App State defense, that is phenomenal. Only 132 passing yards. You're just going to win. You're going to win a lot of football games with those uh, those type of numbers. And of course, the poorest it, joke was a joke. But right. uh, but no, I mean, so I and and I love the um, the two fumbles lost and the interception. Um, I, you know, because for a while there, you, you're like, oh, where are these balls bouncing for us? You know, and uh, to see that again, you know, the loose ball. Oh, we were good. You know, it, it's just a. I don't know. It's good. Because you need sometimes you know you need a little that little egg shaped ball to bounce your way to to really come through and um, that's exactly what happened. So App giving up that sole touchdown or that lone touchdown in the in the third quarter, thirty eight to seven, just a good effort. You know, just a just a fun game, especially coming off it's the George a, Southern game. Right, it's very similar box score to what we had at Coastal last week. I mean, yeah, we scored a few more points, had a few more yards, but at the end of the day, you're you're, you're doubling up your opponent. In total yards, and we were running a lot of plays. You know, we had 70 plays to their 60 and 61, and, and that's and that's just what you need to do. I mean, get a lead and sit on it and just kill that clock, and in the meantime, keep scoring points while, yeah. while they can't stop you. Uh, it's it's just a it's what you expect from this team. Is when this team looks good, this is what they look like. Yeah, you know, 38 to something, 30 to something. You know, we, we win games pretty handily. Uh, let's let's talk about the fact that. Um... This is one of the most barren-looking stadiums that we've played in. I mean, there was a lot of a lot of our listeners were pointing this out, and I think accurately so. That um, I mean, they they have decent facilities. I mean, they did not look like a bad setup in terms of like an actual stadium. But what was nuts is just to see how sparse it was. I mean, you know, you know, it's a late late in the season game against a seemingly big draw. I would suspect it would be a big draw, but. Uh, I mean, what do you think about that? Because, I mean, I was a little taken aback. I mean, you expect smaller crowds. This is a weekend, 4 o'clock kick, or 3 o'clock for them. Um, San Marcos is not a small town, and they're, you know, near Austin, Texas. Uh, just a little, little surprising for me, even even with all the small crowds that we're used to seeing. I mean, Coastal had a small crowd, but we kind of fixed that a little bit. But um, even this was beyond the pale, I feel like. It, this is, you know, what you deal with when you go – and you're three and six, and nothing now three and seven, and then you've got you're coming off two and ten, two and ten, and the only time I think they went seven and five in 2014, beat Arkansas State late in that season, still didn't make a ball game. Hmm. So there's just not a lot of confidence around the program. They haven't won a lot over the course of not just the past few years, but decades. They've had good seasons, but it's it's overall I think they're a losing football program, and that's not to take anything away. I mean, you go to Coastal and you know they're still in their infancy, really. And Georgia State's in their infancy, and you understand why they don't have the draw yeah. of people that show up to the game because they just haven't built it up yet. But you would expect, and even you're talking about another team that is a is a FCS to FBS move up team. You know they've been there a little bit longer than we had yeah, just a couple right. of years, but uh, they just they just never had it. You know for whatever reason, some people move from FCS to FBS when they have like a good you know one or two playoff runs. That's what some did. You know, Western Kentuckys and folks of that nature. They don't have what you, like us in Georgia Southern have multiple national championships, multiple playoff years, like sustained success. Right. Um, that's the that's the blueprint, and they they moved when they could, yeah, when, when it was available, and they just did, and, and it really they weren't quite there yet. And, you know, you feel bad for that a, t- a school that doesn't have 
Um, I don't feel bad, but you know, I feel good about her own situation. That you have a place that people want to go to, uh, games they want to go to, a program they want to watch, um, because you know, winning winning kind of cures everything. And when when you're not, it's just it's one of those deals. But I mean, they have a nice stadium. You know, it's a lot of concrete. It's just not a lot of people in the seats. That's just it's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. Uh, I actually wanted to um, mention something that uh, one of our um, patrons uh, posted in the 333 Club on Facebook, in our uh, private group. Um, and I, I think this is, after a game like this, you know, so many of our listeners and just App State fans in general kind of are commenting on the attendance level of, uh, of a game like that. I mean, it's kind of right there in black and white for everybody to see. Um, but I, d- I do think to put in perspective and to kind of, reflect on how fortunate we are as a program uh, uh, Joan Mechanic wrote or ASU Joan as she is famously known uh, she said of course I'm glad we beat Texas State but it was sad to see such poor attendance regardless of their record their players work hard their coach went to app I wonder how many Texas State students and alumni consider themselves Texas Texas Tech Texas A&M fans first thankful to be a Mountaineer and have the experience at the Rock I don't take it for granted and um, that, that kind of that kind of you know that was kind of the comments that we were making as uh the folks at uh my house were watching the game were that you know i mean look we're both sunbelt schools we're both uh in this i'm talking about app state and um texas state we're both in a state that is full of other fbs programs now obviously texas uh this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody but texas a little bit more focused on football uh, as a state than north carolina uh but you know we're a, we're a mid-major program swimming among other P5 programs, and look at what we still are able to do. And I think that speaks to what you were talking about, Big C, with uh, the tradition we have it. Texas State doesn't seem to have it. If they do have it, then I'm I'm not aware of it. Um, to the same extent that you know Georgia Southern App State have a kind of a tradition. Uh, but yeah, it was I don't know. It, it makes you grateful for what we have. You know, so many people by the end of that game were saying, "Can't wait to get to the Rock. Can't wait for Black Saturday. Can't wait for that game against uh, Georgia uh, Georgia State." Um, obviously, winning solves everything. <laughs> winning cures everything, and then so does um, uh, a team like Georgia Southern losing when we needed them to lose. Uh, but anyway, I just wanted to mention that because I mean, it, it's it was a it was a nice time to uh, or a good opportunity to reflect on what we have as Mountaineers when other programs would, I mean, they would love to be us in terms of um, passion and uh, tradition and a following. Uh, they'd like to be us on our worst day, you know, and that's a, that's oh, a, that's a good yeah, problem absolutely. to have. Well, and, and it's, you know, even, even when we do have our worst days, I mean, when you have games like Penn State or Georgia Southern a couple weeks ago that, um, it, you know, you lose, but sometimes, most of the time, we play well doing so. Now, you're always going to have that one stinker every year. It's like you're going to have that one game where you're just like, God, we couldn't do anything right. But still, it's just, I'm sure these progress programs are envious of us. You know, the fact that we've been so successful, we've had such a good transition. Uh, they, they probably wish they were they were us, but you just got to have the right people in place. And like, you know, what people say a lot of times, like, hey, you're one bad football hire away from, you know, being mm-hmm. terrible and nobody coming to your games anymore mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. Yeah. But you just got to make sure it doesn't happen, you yeah. know. Uh, you, you, it's when you're making a coaching hire it, it is the, the, the most important thing you can do for that program at that time is to get the right guy to lead or gal to read to lead that program to success yeah and if you don't you have to restart that deck all over again and that's it's never fun nobody wants to be in a position where you're talking about firing a coach it's not it's not healthy it's not it's not and I would I, I just dread 
the day that we have to make that decision. Um, I don't care when it is. Uh, replacing coaches is just a terrifying thing. Um, but, yeah, so overall, uh, folks, this was an extremely positive day. Of course, I'm talking about Saturday, November 10th, 2018 for App State football. Uh, goodness gracious. Uh, keeping the uh, hopes that we can have a uh, – or host, rather – a Sunbelt Championship game, the first ever Sunbelt Championship game in Boone, North Carolina on December 1st. Oh, that's such a big deal. Uh, getting that seventh win, uh, a win on the road, no more road conference games. Um, the only, the next no time. More, no more true road games for the rest of the year. That's, that's right. The best part about it. That, yeah, Hopefully. That's, yeah, that's right. So the next, the next uh, thing that we can look forward to in terms of a road game or whatever is traveling is uh, that ball game, whatever that ends yep. up being. But uh, yeah, awesome. Just it's a this is such a fun thing. I mean, having a championship game. I mean, it's such a fun thing now. It, it gives an added flavor of anticipation. Uh, you know, as we kind of look forward to what's going to happen the next couple weeks. But uh, anyway, really excited. I don't, I don't really know what else there is to say about this game other than you know, 38 to seven. Another dominating performance by our defense. Another really great performance by Zach Thomas. They took the run away a little bit. It didn't matter. They weren't going to stop us. Um, glad everybody's healthy at least seemingly healthy uh i think the next thing on my bucket list is to see brad absher in the end zone next week uh yes. that, that's about it that's that's what we need to have happen uh we need a brad absher score uh, but first and foremost is being georgia state and uh and then move on and see where the two us fall from there is there anything else we need to mention before we wrap up this Appalachian Commercial Real Estate post-game show? I mean, I know um, the basketball team's playing Alabama, and I want to say did the volleyball th- the volleyball team got a big win on was it Friday? It's uh, a yeah East Division clinching, um championship, so they get a double bye to the volleyball tournament. They are automatically inserted into the semifinals. So if they want to win the conference tournament, all they do is beat two teams. Um, so they clinched that big win for them. Very excited for Coach Jenna Pro. Um, after a rough year last year yeah 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 rough year um that's just a big win um for for him i mean that's and 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 really he'll say it he'll say you know we didn't play good you know he's always kind of like looking perfection type of coach (laughs) where he's like no we played terrible but we still won we'll take it you know it was on the road and uh you hang a banner you know that's 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 a really cool thing um hopefully they get to hang a banner for that Uh, but if they don't it's still a really big accomplishment from that program so very excited i agree I agree. Okay, cool. Well, uh, we will be reporting on uh, what happens in the Alabama App State basketball game that is happening later this afternoon. Of course, we're recording this on a Sunday morning. Yep, Sunday morning, Uh, 7 o'clock tonight, SEC Network. Okay, well, there you go. Oh, well, great. We'll we'll be able to watch it. That's awesome. Uh, And then, uh, well, some will if you have the SEC Network. Uh, And then until, hey, listen, the next time you hear our pretty voices, unless you're in the 333 Club and one of us posts a video, will be probably early Wednesday morning when we preview Black Saturday, the Georgia State game. Uh, Thanks again to Appalachian Commercial Real Estate for sponsoring the postgame show. And until Wednesday morning, go Apps.